Are you going to do-it-yourself food on your kitchen remodel, including the design? You better call Paul. Hello, Kevin. Can you hear me? Hi. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, great. Uh, welcome to Calls with Paul. Um, I've got all your paperwork in front of me. So first thing I just want to ask you, because I don't want to be too rough on you if it's, if this is your work yourself. So with, are these <laughs> your architect and this is your design or did this come from somebody else? Okay. So this is actually a coworker of mine. Um, and he's, he's doing cabinetry on the side. Mm -hmm. And so basically he just did me a favor by meeting with me on a couple of our breaks at work. Oh, okay. And kind of firing up his laptop and then I, I put in all put in all our dimensions and then he's helped me you know try to visualize what I'm trying to do here so, so I, I I can't say it's it's not me right um, I've driven a lot of it yeah yeah well I mean it's just the reason I'm saying it is it's quite apparent from the plans that the person that's doing the designs doesn't really know what sizes cabinetry normally comes in or what oh, sizes yeah. you would want them to be. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's doing this as a help to you to be able to show it to you in 3D, et cetera. But if you're really doing this, part of the mantra in kitchen design is it's all the same money. So however much money you're spending on this project, it's all from one pool. So mm -hmm. were you to spend more money on cabinets, then you would have less money for construction. If you spend an inordinate amount of money on your appliances, you might have only enough money for Ikea cabinets or something horrible. Mm -hmm. So you have yeah. to, you know, that's why kitchen designers do a lot more than just designing people's spaces. Since we know how the cabinets are installed and we know how the cabinets are priced out and what makes them expensive and what makes them harder to install or what problems might arise the designs that we come up with are very different than people would come up with who don't have any of that information. So for instance, by making cabinets 16 and 13 sixteenths inches wide, you're now making them the most expensive cabinets. Everything in this kitchen is custom cabinetry. So mm -hmm. if you were getting a white shaker cabinet, that would be silly because there's no reason this design needs to be in anything other than practically a stock cabinet line for if you were getting white shaker just because there's so many stock cabinet brands that really do white shaker extremely well and equally as well made as custom cabinets but if you were mm -hmm. doing this kitchen in quarter sawn or rift cut oak well then you're only going to be able to get those kind of cabinets in a custom cabinet brand and then you might as well be making them any sizes that you want, only because in custom yeah. cabinet brands, it doesn't cost you anything. Were you thinking you wanted to get expensive cabinets or something very no. unusual? No. And actually, thanks to you, I, I, I looked at your ratings on the cabinets and I looked for what was available here. Mm -hmm. And initially, we started down the road with Procraft. Mm -hmm. um, but I had sent a feeler into the Fabu website, Fabu Wood. Mm -hmm. And um, luckily, there's a local kitchen cabinet company that is going to start carrying them. Um, okay. I'm in the Seattle area. And so she just contacted me out of the blue and said, hey, I got contacted by Fabi Wood that you might be interested. So um, what I wanted to do with you to kind of start off the bat was just to lay the groundwork a little bit because um, I'm not going to go custom. Mm -hmm. Um and I, I want to do Fabu wood. And I don't know if you printed out, um, have you printed out maybe the first page of the- I've got everything um, printed out. So I'm looking at okay, all the perfect. dimensions and everything else. And by okay. the way, Procraft so you, is a good brand too. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, um, you know, Procraft is just a, a West Coast brand. So you might want to price out the Procraft simply versus the Fabu wood, simply because Fabu wood is shipping all the way from the East and it, it comes in in containers, at least as far as I know, maybe they've spread out now because they're such a, a gigantic corporation that they may have okay. containers now coming into the West Coast. But up until at least recently, all their containers were coming into the East Coast and Procraft comes into Seattle. 
So progress yeah. could be a better okay. buy simply because you're closer to the source. Now, the, the reason, one of the reasons I like Sabuwood is I've seen the Procraft door, mm-hmm. and I've seen the Sabuwood door, and we're just looking at the Galaxy Frost, you know, uh-huh. the Shaker. And I wasn't really, I wasn't loving the Procraft. I felt like the, um, it looked a little plasticky in the finish. Okay. And then I, I felt like the Sabuwood looked a little bit less plasticky. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you know. With, Fabulwood, I think, is the nicest of these type of brands. So mm-hmm. they do a good I, job I did get otherwise. A quote. Yeah, I got a quote on the Fabulwood, and I can kind of run down. Um, but it was a, it was higher than I thought it would be because I've heard some of the prices you've thrown out, and I mm-hmm. and I know those are East Coast prices. Um, but I, what I wanted to do was to just kind of have you. I wanted to just real quick run down the cabinetry that I think will work here. Mm-hmm. And you can just sort of line through the, the cabinetry that you see on this page. Um, so I don't know if we could start with the stove and window wall. Yeah. Why don't, before we start of, that though, why don't we just also talk okay. about the fact that what you've got here is you've got two walls and then an Island, but mm-hmm. I don't have any idea how big the room is because these walls aren't okay. connected to each other. So we don't know if you're leaving the proper distances between okay. the cap, the countertops, between the island and the stove wall, and between the island and the refrigerator wall. And then, okay. yeah. So I mean, you'd have to the- measure the width of the room to be able to be able to tell you exactly how big your island could be. Yes. Okay. So the room is is a hundred, basically one hundred twenty six wide, if we're okay. measuring that, like that wall that the window is on. So the under the window to the, to the refrigerator wall. Um. So from the refrigerator wall to the window wall is one hundred ninety eight inches. Okay. So one ninety eight from the refrigerator wall to the sink wall. So one ninety eight minus twenty six minus twenty six. You should be good space wise. For everything cabinetry wise and then uh if you want to start with the stove wall you can fire away okay so look for the uppers mm-hmm. i've got um and by the way that window that you see has been shrunk which okay. i which i don't love the window that we have now is 59 inches wide and the mm-hmm. one that you see there is 44 inches wide and that includes the so trim see. around the window no that's just that's just measuring um, drywall to drywall on the inside of the window. And are you going to have trim on the outside of the window? Or is it going to be no trim? So I'd, I'd, I'd like to start with no trim, but I want to leave enough room for trim. So I've, I've planned out about three and a half inches around the window that'll uh, be available for trim down the road. If you're going to have trim around the outside of a window, you don't drywall the inside of the window, right? Okay. What you do is you use a wooden jam that you want on the inside of the window, and then the trim is wood. And the reason that you okay. never drywall the inside of a window, if you're going to put trim around it, is the seam that you're going to have between drywall and between the wood, it's going to expand and contract differently, and you'll never be able to nail into drywall. So it will constantly be opening up and it will never look good. So if you're going to use okay. trim, the thing to do is, you know, you put your window in and then you put one by jams around it or whatever so that um, you can nail your window trim to the the outside casing, it's called, around the window yeah. to the window jam. And then that way everything okay. is wood that you can caulk and then paint and then the seams will never open up. Okay, so sweet. Okay, that makes sense. So just you know, it, or if you want to drywall and not have any trim, then you just drywall and then you put a corner bead, which can be square or can be rounded nowadays around the co- perimeter of the window, and then you just have the window and you have the drywall and you paint it and you do whatever you're going to do. But you wouldn't, you know, that way you wouldn't have trim. So either you have trim. And you drywall around the corner, or if you're gonna have trim, you just have the wooden casing trim on the over the jam that's wood on the sides. 
Gotcha. Okay. And then this the standard right. size trim is two and a quarter for a standard mm-hmm. size trim, and then three and a half or three and a quarter is the larger size. Let's fire away. Okay. So the the uppers on the the window wall. Mm-hmm. I'm planning so it'll be a one and a half inch filler, and then a thirty inch wide double door, then a fifteen inch wide single door. Then I I had specced about three and a half inches of space until we got to the window, you know, whatever that looks like. Then a 56 inch wide window, then another three and a half inches for trim or whatever. Then a 15 inch cabinet and then a one and a half inch filler. And that gets me to 126 total. So you left out the first 15 you're going to have a you're going to have 15 inch cabinets right because yeah. that's the standard size that you're going to have so the first cabinet mm-hmm. that you have is you don't you have a filler first but then you have a 15 inch cabinet then a 30 mm-hmm. then a 15 right oh if i what i said I, I meant to say it's a it's a 30 inch then a 15 so there'll be three doors to the left of the window well, where's one the stove door going? The, the store the stove yeah we didn't get there um, the stove is going to be um, moved. It'll be an induction cooktop in the island. Oh, okay. So and then the, you're not going to have any ventilation on this? Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that. Okay. Um, I wanted to go um, through the ceiling for the ventilation, either putting in a flush-mounted um, vent above the induction Mm-hmm. Or doing a drop-down hood above the induction, mm-hmm. above the island. You know, this is a very different version from the one that you sent me. Is your island staying the same size? Yes. Is induction cooktop going to be a 30-inch cooktop? Well, I wanted to talk about that as well, because 30 inches seems pretty big. Um, but I know that's kind of the standard, but it might be bigger <laughs> than what we need. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've kind of specked out the island as well, as far as, um, you know, what that might look like. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the one thing is, is you're really doing a lot of this work and you're having your friend help you. You're, you're calling into us, which is good, but you're sort of avoiding any local help. Right. So I've been to a fab, the Fabu Wood kitchen designer uh into her, um, but she's about 45 minutes drive away and it's been mm-hmm. a, you know, a little hectic for me. So I've, I've been there twice and we've run through, I don't know how to say, but it's just, she's doing the best she can with what we're giving her. Um, and we've been kind of all over the map on where the stove's going, where the fridge is going, mm-hmm. um, what well, size the window to help you with. So, and then really yeah, do so, this, you can't, you know, I wouldn't like, if you came to me, if it wasn't a free podcast, we we want to come out and measure or we need to have the whole dimensions for the room. Like I'm wondering when you're giving me the width between the two walls, you have plenty of room for the island that you have. But why is the island, the length of the island not longer? What's preventing it from getting longer? I guess there's a doorway, yeah. something on one side or. Um, no. Well, when I so to, if you look at that schematic from mm-hmm. the top down. To the left side, that's actually a wall that we're removing. And there's a tiny door to the, if you look at closer to the stove, so in wall number five, that's a little doorway that goes to the dining room. And so there's a big wall. The wall just cuts off almost everything to the left of the island. So if you just imagine the number nine wall extending up, Mm -hmm. we're removing about 11 feet worth of wall. And then the dining room is to the left and the living room is to the right. So well, the, it opens up to the dining room. Why wouldn't you just take out the whole wall? The number nine and number five walls connect to each other? Um, right now they do. The number five wall is an exterior wall. Oh, okay. That's and an exterior wall. So you can't, it comes out 39 inches and then you're going to yes. take out everything from the 39 all the way down to the nine wall. The nine. The nine is going to be left at 30 inches um, for a couple of reasons. But one, we uh, 
we didn't want to, if you're in the, the there's a sort of a, an office, sort of formal sitting room. We didn't want to see cabinetry from that angle. We wanted to just see wall. I think you want to make it smaller because counter, I don't know what kind of refrigerator you're going to get. Let's say you got a counter depth refrigerator. If you got a counter depth refrigerator and you had a 30 inch wall, then the door to the refrigerator is going to be getting dented by the corner of the wall because it's going to open more than 90 degrees. All of this stuff is just so much more complicated than people realize that when you're the, when you're the conductor of this train, you're going to have lots of, uh, pitfalls along the way. So it's sort of what you're yeah. really looking to do is you really want to have have somebody put this whole thing on the computer so you can sort of be seeing it in 3D, not elevations. Elevations are very dangerous because you're not no one's thinking in three dimensions. So they're not realizing things like your refrigerator door is going to get dented on that wall. That there you yeah. you know generally what we want to do ideally is it's not bad to see a panel on the side of the refrigerator. You want molding to reach the ceiling. So if your ceilings are nine, eight feet high, you don't want to do what you have here, which is have, an, you know, you want to usually have 36 inch high wall cabinets with a six inch molding yeah. reaching the ceiling or moldings. Okay. If you were doing it in Fab, you wouldn't, and you were doing it in Galaxy Frost, then you would usually have mm-hmm. a, a six inch riser and then a cove molding between the ceiling and the top that would close in the ceiling. So it would, you know, you wouldn't have dust collecting there. It would look much more built in. And then the cabinet over your refrigerator could come all the way out to the face of the refrigerator. And you would generally add two panels on each side of the refrigerator. If you got rid of the whole nine wall and then your refrigerator doors would open, you know, the full 135 or 150 degrees and they wouldn't hit anything, and the, you would have much better access to the roof cabinet that was over the top of the refrigerator because it would be coming out, making the refrigerator really look built in instead of having a, mm-hmm. a side of a refrigerator jutting out. Okay. One, one of my problems is that that wall, the, the nine wall, is load-bearing. Mm-hmm. And so I've got a um, – underneath there, I've got a, a pier – at the end, at both sides of that nine wall, as depicted. So let's say you leave it, so leave it, it, leave it load bearing and have it come out something short of two feet, have it come out a foot. And then what you would do is put okay. a panel on the side of the refrigerator on the left side and on the right side of the refrigerator so that your the, the refrigerator would be encased in matching cabinetry. And then the molding yeah. would wrap around the refrigerator cabinet and come around and die into the end of your number nine wall. And that would be okay. attractive looking. So, so I would have about a, a 12 inch um, panel exposed to the left. To the you have a 12 inch bridge. panel exposed that would be essentially, you know, you buy a panel that's 24 inches deep. You could have it die into the end mm-hmm. of the, the nine inch wall just so that the seam essentially would be covered between the wall and the refrigerator. Or you could put the panel if you wanted to against the wall and then have it stick out. I guess the, the thing about doing a panel against the wall that might be good is it then your, your baseboard in your home could turn the corner on the nine inch wall and die into the side of the panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a really good idea. And then I could, I could work on that because um, I'm, I'm I'm planning to do a lot of this DIY. I've gotten a structural engineer to give me the specs on the beam. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, I'm, I'm just you know, trying to. With this, okay. taking out this whole wall, the way you're taking it out, I think you got plenty of room to make your island bigger. And especially okay, if your that... induction cooktop is going to go into this, you know, mm-hmm. right now you only have your island, the cabinetry in your island is uh 24 times three right 24 times three yeah, 72, 72 minus a 30 inch induction cooktop which is the standard small size induction cooktop which leaves you 42 okay. inches and that will mean that you have to have really at least 12 inches on one side of this cooktop so that the handles of the pots and pans aren't sticking out into space so the whole mm-hmm. area you'll have to prep and work and everything else 
will be essentially 30 inches plus the overhang that somebody might be sitting at. So yeah. if your island got bigger, then you you know it would be a lot better for you because you'd have a lot more countertop to you know on either side of the cooktop that you could be working at. Okay, my my worry there was I, when I first started researching kitchen design, you know, the first thing you see is this sort of golden triangle, you know, the triangle between the sink, the stove, and the fridge. Yeah, and having a you know a straight line access and. And then I was all worried about putting my island in the middle of it. So I thought, well, what if I just, you know, get a, you know, a softer approach to the fridge from the stove and the sink by not taking the island all the way across? You know, that's why kitchen designers, that's why you want to be working with us, essentially, because there's always some problem that you're going to have. And understanding Mm -hmm. the weight of the problem is the important thing so in your case no matter what you do you're walking around a little bit around the island you know having an island be bigger and having more countertop to work at i think trumps the whatever the triangle that you're trying to create although you know that window that you have there that's dictating where your sink essentially is going i don't know that Mm -hmm. it's not really even a better kitchen design if your stove stays where you have it and your sink moves into the island, first off, you'd have not a cooktop, but you'd have a, a freestanding range. Mm-hmm. And then you would have all the countertop to the right. That would be a work area all around your cooktop. And then if your sink is in the island, now you don't need a hood coming down or the ventilation, the grid that's in your ceiling is the, certainly the nicest looking because you don't have a hood coming down, but they don't really work so well. And they sort of get, yeah. they're, they're pulling all the grease and everything when you're cooking. Although induction is a cleaner kind of cooking, but you know if you are cooking greasy things, then the grease and everything mm-hmm. else is only a fraction of it's really being captured. Those, the things in the ceiling are so far away that they're you know, they're helping get rid of get rid of odors and get rid of some of the grease. You know, a hood works much better, but then that thing would be coming down right in the middle of the room. And if your sink was in the right. island, then you wouldn't have that problem at all. Not to mention that if the sink is in the island, that you're going to have 12 inch, 24 inches of countertop that you're going to be sitting at in back of either your cooked up or your sink. And if you're you have that countertop, and you're cooking it, thankfully it's induction, but still the pans and stuff are hot. The surface of the induction isn't hot. So you're you got cooking things really close to you when you're when you're sitting on the back of the island versus a sink, which is you know certainly less problematic. We're pretty married to the idea of the sink in front of the window. It just feels right. Mm-hmm. And and if I put the stove to the left of the window, then I have to shrink the window. And you know, living in Seattle, we really want to, that looks out onto our backyard mm-hmm. and we really want to bring in more natural light or as much as we can. Well, um, you know, I don't know how much you're shrinking the window, but. It's 59 uh, now and mm-hmm. it's 44 in that depiction. The one that you sent um, me. Yeah, down to so, 44. Yeah, so you're sinking it down, you're shrinking it down to 44 if you were to put trim around your windows, right, that would make this thing smaller too. 42 uh, and a half or so. Yeah. I mean, if you literally look as a kitchen designer, almost everybody doesn't want a cooktop in, in an island. It's a very outdated thing. So if you're mm-hmm. in our area, nobody Asian, Indian, ethnic cooking wise is going to buy your mm-hmm. house if the cooktop is in the island. Right, because they know okay. if they're using a wok, if they're cooking things that are greasy, if they're doing whatever they're doing, they know that that they're not capturing as much yeah. whatever the grease and everything else that's going around the room, and they don't want their whole house to get sticky. Induction makes it better; it's just a less desirable thing. It doesn't mean that you can't pick okay. it because it's your house, right? And you're going to pick the problems that you're living with. But for us, you know, we would be trying to avoid that. If you think about it too. If your goal is to be looking out the window and to be capturing this view that you have, you'll be spending Mm -hmm. a lot more time in front of that window if your sink isn't there. Because you don't really wash dishes in the sink anymore. 
what you do is you work at where the cooktop is when you're preparing food okay. and you just wash stuff up briefly and put it in the dishwasher. So if you did do your, your sink in the island, then if your sink is in the island, you made the island a little bit longer, your dishwasher is going to be in the island. You'll be facing the people that are in at the island. The people at the island are facing the window. And then when you're at cooking at your stove, you, if you did the design the way you had it before, then you would be plopped mm. right in front of the window, cooking, cutting and chopping and doing all the prep work before you put it on the stove. But yes. just, to, just for you to think about, I mean, it's just that's generally the well, thing we're trying to do. But there's no, you know, there's not a right or a wrong answer. It's just that's the issue that you have when you put the cooktop in the island. Then if you're going to have good ventilation, now you have a, a big hood coming down. Yeah. So is it, would it look weird to have that much countertop? Because um, I've, I've got the, the stove basically about 15 inches from the left wall. Mm -hmm. And then I would just have countertop to the right with with two cabinets framing the window is that awkward looking no i think or? that looks it looks exactly like the thing in your picture only now instead of the dishwasher and the trash pull out those would migrate into your island and then you'd have pots mm -hmm. and drawers right and you know mm -hmm. maybe cutlery drawers and cookie sheets and tray maybe to the left of the stove the whole cooking area that you're going to have where the where the stove would be would just be chock full of all the things that you need when you're cooking. Your window is going to be bracketed by 15-inch cabinets on either side. Your stove is going to be bracketed by 15-inch cabinets on either side. And then you'll have a, a less expensive or a simpler way to vent outside because your hood will be against yeah. the exterior wall. Yeah, that's 100%. Okay. But, you know, I mean, you can think about this. It's, uh, well, you know, you make a great idea because, you know, I got our, we're going to sell this house at some point. Mm -hmm. And being in the Seattle area, there there are lots of different cultures here, uh -huh. and I don't want to turn off half of my potential buying base by decisions I make. Yeah, but even <laughs> like even the style of the cabinets that you get too, it's like I had a woman on our blog that was asking me for advice the other day, and she was got really mad. You know, she has to be an expensive cabinet brand because of the door style she's getting. And I said, "What door style are you getting?" And she said, I'm, she's getting an arched door. And, you know, mm -hmm. then I just said to her, an arched door hasn't been popular for 30 years or 25 years at mm -hmm. least. And if you get an arched door, all this money that you've spent on your kitchen, forget about the where the cooktop is. That's just some people that aren't going to like it. Some people will like it. Some people will like it better. But just generally, it's going to be more appealing probably to more people with the sink in the island. But if you get an arched door, Nobody likes your kitchen other than you. You have to make that decision consciously. And, and then when I said that, you know, essentially made that point to her, it, nobody wants to hear that. But you really have to hear it because it would be like a, a clothing designer, uh, you know, letting you wear polka dot shirt and striped pants. Right. Yeah. Right. It's a, and not telling you and not tell, and not and not screaming in horror. Right. So the cooktop sink issue, that's a minor. You're, you have to make that decision on your own. The arch door thing yeah. is a crisis. No one wants your kitchen. Yeah. So now you just spent a hundred or 50 or however many thousands of dollars and you've got no buyers. The people that are going to buy your house are going to be ripping it, ripping it out. And, you know, even if it's, she says yeah. it's her forever home. So she wants to do what she wants to do. It's like, can't you just live with a square door? Just don't have an arch. The bottom of the cabinets are arched. So you, right. know, you compromise a little bit, and now all of a sudden you can save $5,000 on cabinets because the Fabulwood yeah. or the Pro Kitchens, they're not going to have any arch doors because nobody buys it. If you're going to have a limited mm -hmm. amount of four styles and finishes, why would you ever do something that nobody wants? Exactly. Um, if, we, if we do the plan like you're saying, and, and this sort of sticks a little more, the wall cabinets being 15 inches versus 12 inches, you know, 15 is better, but 12 maybe gives me a little bit less of a feeling like I'm I'm tunneling to my window. Well, 15-inch cabinets you... really is a not a good idea. Plates, glasses, every all those things, spaghetti boxes, everything's made to fit into a 12. So hmm. you'd pay 25 or 30 or 40% more to make your cabinets 15 inches deep. And then 
if you put a, a plate in it. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean deep. I meant wide. Oh, wide. So yeah, if we're looking at that that wall where we would just go 15 and then stove and then 15 window and then 15. Mm-hmm. Can I get away with? You know, there's a lot of symmetry there, and that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, would you advise against going 12, 30, 12 window 12? Yeah, I would go 15 because okay, it, it's a framed cabinet, so the opening is only 12. So if okay. it was a 12 inch cabinet, the opening would be only be nine. Nine is pretty and, small. And then, a, a 15 is just big enough so that a full dinner plate will fit right in the front of it. A 12 inch cabinet, a dinner plate will fit in it, but you, even to get it into the cabinet, you have to turn it sort of sideways to slip it okay. in. So you don't really want to do that. Okay. And then, and in then your I picture, would... all your cabinets are like 15 or 18 inches deep, but that's just how the, the your friend did it. In reality, they'll yes. all all cabinets will be 12s, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then so to the left of the stove, we'd have a 15 inch cabinet there as well. Mm-hmm. And then we would just go straight cabinetry, base cabinets to the right on the lowers. Mm-hmm. And okay. And um, I don't think you I'm need a, a big filler. You don't really need any filler. You can put these cabinets right up against the wall, or at, at most, if you want, you can have a three-quarter inch filler. You know, you just take a filler and you turn it sideways, and that's three quarters of yeah. an inch. And you could just have three quarters of an inch and whatever you need. But you, you want the reveal to be the same on either side of the window. So however close you get to the window on the stove side, you want to put the filler big enough to bring the the, the other 15 on the other side of the window over so you leave yourself exactly the same distance from the window on both sides. Yes. Okay. All right, so to looking at the products that Fabulous sells, am I buying a filler or am I buying a panel and cutting it? For you're, buying a fill, you're buying of- a filler because it's going up against the wall. So the filler will be three inches wide and you'll put okay. the cabinetry in where you want to get them the right size away from the window. And then you'll just cut the fillers from three inches down to an inch, three quarters of an inch, whatever the distance is that they have to be. Gotcha. Okay. Um, perfect. Yeah. I mean, I think you sold me on this. I got to talk to my wife about it. Um, but well, it looks like that's right. my job is to be a yeah. big monkey wrench. So absolutely. Now, um, so the, the Island is essentially now I've got a seven foot by four foot Island, essentially, you know, it's a little bit bigger due to the countertop and all that. So and- would you maybe go eight, eight by four? Yeah, I mean, the thing about this now, too, is once you got the sink in the island and the stove on the wall, yeah, if something is not going to be in that triangle, it's not really such a big deal if it's just the refrigerator. People go to the refrigerator all day long and get stuff. When someone's cooking, they go to the refrigerator, but they take all the stuff out of the refrigerator, they turn around, they put it on the island, and then they walk around to the cooking side where they're cooking. I would merely maybe have the island come all the way down to the end of the refrigerator and make it a really oh, big okay. island or, or however, I don't know, you don't want to make it too tight between the 39 yeah. inch wall and the island. And I think you should have enough room, even if you came all the way down. I think you still got 30 inches there, don't you? So that's all you really need, um, like as far as a walkway. Goes. I'm sitting kind of right by it. Let me just get a quick look-see. I'm thinking... That would be very close to 36. If so I that's went good. All the way. So yeah, I would I would bring my island all the way down to have all the cabinetry sort of end even. Yeah, I think we would be right at 30, between 34 and 36. Yeah, that's fine. So then, and but you have way more than that. You got the 48 inches at least that you need between the, the countertop for the sink and the countertop for the refrigerator. And then you, you, yeah. got, you put your your sink in the island and you're going to have a dishwasher on one side of you and a double trash can pull out on another side of you. Probably, uh, ideally, you're going to put the dishwasher to the left of the the sink. So that, and that's just so that the dishwasher door isn't opening, you know, straight across from the stove. Mm -hmm. And then your garbage can pull out maybe on the right side of the sink. And then after the garbage Mm -hmm. can pull out, I think you still have enough room for one more cabinet. Maybe I make that all drawers, and so that cabinet has your cutlery in it. 
you know, you get your knives, forks, and spoons when you're setting the table or when people are sitting at the island and it's all on the end right near where people will be going accessible to yeah. them. Perfect. All right. Um, we haven't even touched the more controversial wall, which is the one with the slanty. Uh, the yeah, slanty the one thing I'd say about that on. is the slanty wall is never perfectly 45 degrees. So yeah. because it's never 45 degrees, a lot of times the way I would maybe even do the bottom is you could do it, you know, you could do that cabinet that how did he how did they do it? Did they do it with no you can't have a drawer in it, obviously. But no, yeah, but, you, you know, it, if you did it with a just a cabinet, you just would have to cut that cabinet to whatever that angle was. And then yeah. And you're going to need a filler too, because these things aren't going to come out perfectly the way they are now. So, but let's say this. Let's say now that I've got that countertop that you helped create um, by the window, mm -hmm. and I just make this a complete storage wall, top to bottom, everything 24 inches deep, sure. and it will all line up with the fridge. Mm -hmm. And then I do away with that little bit of the countertop. I was just looking for a place to put my toaster. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. what that countertop is there for mm -hmm. but now i can put my toaster to the right of the window and um now i can just do away with this little because this to me this looks um bad left of the fridge well the bad. other thing is is you did it the way i wouldn't have done it so you have the bottom cabinets and then these stacked wall cabinets if i was going to yeah. do it this way what i would have done is just have a big pantry cabinet to the left of the refrigerator and then just have a, the base cabinets and the wall cabinets after it, right? So then you get this big pantry cabinet that's two feet deep that goes floor to ceiling and makes your refrigerator look that much more built in. And then you have that little countertop that's for your coffee maker or for your toaster oven or whatever you want. Or if you want to go all the way across, go all the way across. You have lots of countertop, so it's not a crisis. But if you wanted a little countertop area to hide something, like a, a coffee maker or something like that, it wouldn't be bad. I just wouldn't do it with wall cabinets stacked up. I just do a whole tall pantry going floor to ceiling on the left side of the refrigerator. Okay. Um, my plan, you know, assuming we don't do this, but while I was thinking I would do three 24 inch wide double door floor to ceiling, 24 inch deep, 24 wide double door Fabu wood cabinets um pantry cabinets and the last one i would trim off the back left corner so i could fit in that angle well you got 89 inches or 88 inches so you got 88 inches yes. and you got a 36 inch fridge so first we have to take away at least an inch for a panel on each side that leaves you with 50 inches so then you could do how if i'm doing 50 inches how would i do 50 inches Maybe I would do 50 inches in Fabulwood as a 30 inch pantry. Everybody that's not a kitchen designer worries much more than we do as kitchen designers to make everything matchy matchy. If you've got a 30 inch pantry, that's going to be a huge pantry. And then you'll have room for eight, an 18 inch pantry on the end, which will be a little bit of a different width. But instead of having two pantries, 24 inches each. The thing about a 24 inch pantry is the open, it's going to be a double door pantry with two doors. The opening is going to be 21. If you got rollouts in it, the rollouts are going to be another two inches less. So a 24 inch pantry, the interior of the rollout is 19 inches. So okay. if you got a 30 inch pantry, then your rollouts would be 25 inches wide. It would be more functional and you'd only be ruining a smaller cabinet if you did it 30 and 18. But 24 okay. and 24, everything would be symmetrical from the front. You know, that doesn't bother me. In in the line drawings, it always looks worse than it does in real life. Because once everything's the mm. same color, the fact that one door is 18 and the other doors are 15s doesn't really jump out at you. Now, I don't know that I can get that from Fabulwood, an 18-inch wide kitchen, oh, yeah. yep. floor to ceiling. Yep. 18s okay. and 30s. They have 18s, they have 18s and 30s, and 15s. Okay. And 24s. And it would be an 18-inch single door. 
18 inch single door, 30 inch double door. And then actually, if you're looking for some excuse for symmetry, then the doors over your refrigerator, it's all gonna be in one plane now, right? If you're gonna have these all be pantries. So the doors over the yeah. refrigerator are gonna come out even with your pantries. Those will be 18s. Then you'll have two 15s for the pantry in the middle, and then you'll have one 18 on the end. So you sort of be okay. bracketing the 30 with 18s on either side. Yeah. And then what does that leave me with? That leaves me, so we figured 38, so 38 plus um, 30. You have two inches of plus, fill. Yeah, the 36 plus the two inches is 38 plus 30 plus 18. So we're at uh, 68, 76, 86. So you got. Okay, so that, little, little that ends me right around. before my wall ends. Right. Yeah. And then what would you do with the slanty part? The slanty part where you're going to get, you have to decide how you want to, how you want to do this. The other thing that you could do is with the panels on the refrigerator, if your slanty part ends up working out really well, you could also have a three quarter inch thick panel on the right side of the refrigerator and a one and a half inch panel on the left side of the refrigerator. If you just wanted to eat up a little bit more space so that the last filler that you're going to have at the very end will be a little bit smaller. Well, I don't I don't mind that because if I end at 86, I can kind of wrap the corner of that pantry cabinet into the slanty and mm -hmm. just sort of wrap around with the molding mm -hmm. and then just finish it there and then maybe do some open shelving on that what's left of the little triangle on the slanty wall. What do you mean? If I do, oh, I see. You got the last little triangle. Oh, so you were gonna go. Yeah. I'm sorry. So you were gonna. We were gonna go twenty five. So the eighty eight was without the triangle. Oh, yes. If you're gonna do it all with solid cabinets, I think what I would do in that case, I think I'd go back to the. <laughs> go back to what I said. I I didn't like. I go back to your twenty fours. I would then do it as three tall pantries all 24s okay. going across and then you're just going to cut the back of the last one yes right that will be that Sweet. will look the best and work the best okay all right i like it um i can't thank you enough for going over this with me oh, but sure. I, I did have a few i've listened to all your podcasts and i uh, had a few have you really listened to them all i've listened to all of them and oh, i had goodness. a few clarifying questions i wanted to ask you just for for myself right, let me let me just mention one thing just that i noticed when we we're looking at the design is on the back sure. of your island you only have a nine inch overhang on the picture for the countertop and i just yeah that'll be a 12. You that you always want to make the overhang 12 inches and the reason you want to make okay. the overhang 12 inches is that's how much people's legs really need but it makes no sense to even, you're not saving yourself space if you make the overhang nine. The shallowest stool you'll be able to find is a saddle stool, and that's still 12 inches deep. So even if your, okay. if your overhang is only going to be nine and the stool sticks out to 12, you haven't really saved anything by making the overhang nine. So just make the overhangs 12 on the back of your island. If you really wanted to make it so that you gave yourself more space, then make the wall cabinets shallower, but always keep the overhang a foot because that's how big a stool is. Okay, that sounds good. But go um, ahead, fire away. Yeah, a couple questions for you. Um, you've talked about different cabinets, like the like from Fabulous, they make a full height nine inch base cabinet, single mm -hmm. door mm -hmm. for you know trays and muffin tins or cutting boards. Mm -hmm. um, but I was curious, so on the on a fabulous the three door the three drawer base cabinet mm -hmm. um do you have a favorite you know if you were just to say this is my favorite width on a three drawer on a three um, drawer really are usually we call them pots or they some cabinet companies name them pots and pans drawers so when yeah. you're having a pots and pans drawer i scream at the designers all the time it makes no sense having them be less than 30 inches wide. 
because the 30 inch wide drawers are 25 on the inside. And then at least you can fit like two pots side by side. But once you, if you go yeah. like a 24 inch wide drawer, now the inside is only 19. You're only going to fit one pot in it. And then, you know, you'll have some extra space that's just wasted. So always in yeah. a three drawer base, either 30, 33, or 36. My favorite would be 33 because once they probably get to 36, they're sort of getting so wide that when you're opening them, you're tending that you're going to tend to cock the drawers a little bit because you'll be pulling harder yeah. on one side than the other. Okay. Now the four drawer, I, I think I heard you say you like a 21 inch cutlery four drawer. 18 is fine. 21 is fine. 15 is a little bit narrow, but 15 works. Okay. My wife, doesn't like the way I designed our kitchen. She's insisting on using a, a 15 inch cabinet for cutlery instead of the the 18 that I designed it with. But uh, okay. but it still works. So 18 you know, for trays the and drawers. things. Yeah, 18 or 21 is is preferable. Okay. All right. Um, how about so if you're doing a, a single door full height, is the nine inches enough to fit most your your stuff? Is that like a six and a half inch opening? It's a six and a half inch opening. It's a little bit narrow. Like with your stove, you could have it be a 15 inch on the left-hand side of the stove height. if you wanted to do that. You know, nine's a little narrow, but a lot of times you're mm -hmm. stuck. So when we're stuck, yeah, right. we just use the nines just because we're stuck with nine inches because we want yeah. to have cookie sheets and trays and cutting boards. They'll work in a nine. It would have been nice to have them a 12, but if we made them 12 and it made your pots and pans drawers 27, then that wouldn't be worth it. Gotcha. That's not a good trade-off. So the if I did a 15-inch for trays, would I want to eliminate the top drawer and make it a full height or go ahead and keep the top drawer? Well, you um, missing your trays, so. actually. It makes them more accessible by not having the drawer. But the reality mm. is, is almost all your trays and everything else will fit below the drawer. So you yeah, can measure, and I could use that drawer. And you could use that drawer. And it would also be more attractive probably because then you'd be more symmetrical. You'd have a drawer on the left side of your stove and drawers on the right. And then you can order the cookie sheet and tray dividers for the inside of that cabinet. Don't order that from Fabiwood. You can order that stuff online. They're like $10 of ease for stainless steel tray dividers and they just clip okay. it into a cabinet very simply. If you, okay. if you Google it, the company that makes them is Revashelf, R-E-V-A Shelf, and it will come gotcha. up on Amazon. We order them for customers all the time and order it from Amazon and have it shipped direct to them. Okay. Um, some, at some point in my design here, I was putting the stove, a wall oven next to a fridge. And then I thought that's a bad idea because not only was it next to a fridge, but on the other side would have been a, a pantry cabinet. And do you try to avoid putting wall ovens next to food storage or next to a fridge? No. If you think about it, two things that we do or I do all the time is do exactly the opposite of what you would think or customers would think, is that they don't want to put a wall oven in a doorway, but the wall oven is the least used cabinet in the kitchen. So, yeah. and if it's Thanksgiving and you're cooking the most detailed meal of your entire life, the door to the wall oven, because it's hot when you're using it, is probably only down for a grand total of 60 seconds or, or 120 yeah. seconds. So we actually try to put wall ovens right next to doorways because it opens up the doorway. So, you know, if it's Thanksgiving, you got 120 seconds of an oven door being down. If you put a pantry there, people will be rooting through the pantry, blocking the doorway all day and all night long. Mm. The same thing with the refrigerator. So that's sort of the one thing that's the opposite. And the other thing is this temperature thing that everybody worries about. So, you know, the outside around your oven is not that hot, right? Even when your oven's yeah. working, maybe it's warm, right? But it's only while the oven is on. So really, in the summertime, if you didn't turn your air conditioning on, your whole house might be, around here at least, might be 85 degrees. Well, if it's the wintertime and your oven is on, I guarantee if you put a, th a thermometer next to the oven cabinet, it's probably around 85 degrees. 
So it's not like it's yeah. 115 degrees next to the oven cabinet. That would every time you went near the oven, you'd be practically burning yourself, right? So the ovens hold heat pretty well. So it, you know your refrigerator works a tiny, tiny, tiny bit harder. And I don't think if I was had my oven cabinet there, I would keep my wine next to the oven cabinet. That wouldn't be smart because your wine yeah. shouldn't be 85 degrees either. Keep your wine in your basement, but just yeah. general food and stuff. For the few hours that the oven is on, if the outside of the oven's 85 degrees, the inside of the cabinet next to it, maybe it's 80, right? So it's it's not yeah. that big a yeah. deal. Okay. On, on one of the podcasts, you mentioned they, they were using a 24-inch sink base, and you uh, and I I could be wrong, but I think you said you can use a 24-inch sink yes. and a 24-inch sink base undermounted, and it's actually better because you can sit it on the framing of the cabinet. Yeah, and it'll never separate. Yeah, now does that hold true along the whole line? Like, can I put a twenty-seven and a twenty-seven, or a thirty and a thirty? Yes, the lip on the all of these sinks tends to be about three quarters of an inch, right? So, if your sink was thirty-one, with including the lip, you couldn't get it in a thirty. But if the yeah. sink, including the lip, is the same size as a sink base it all works okay and am i going to be chipping out any of the top of the the framing of the cabinet to, to sink it in there or should it just sit i guess the only time that you would really have a problem if your design for your kitchen and they're not going to have this in your design anyway but somebody had a design if the seam for their quartz or granite countertop was right in the middle of the sink, that might be a little bit problematic. But barring that, you would never have to trim any of the cabinet because the flange on the sink is under a 16th of an inch thick. And so it's within okay. the deviation that you're allowed between the cabinetry and the countertops. And I guess over time, it will settle in a little bit into, into the cabinet, essentially. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um so we were looking at doing, um, and I don't know if you, you might have an opinion about this, but we were going to go with the white galaxy frost uppers, mm -hmm. and we were going to do the the newest um, galaxy is the timber, that wood uh -huh. tone uh, yeah. stain. Have you seen the timber in person? Yeah, I like it. We just okay, got I was going to ask your opinion because, you know, I like the look of the white uppers with the, the timber lower. But I don't want to have I don't I don't want to turn prospective buyers off in the future about having a wood tone cabinet and it not being a good brown or clashing with other things. I don't think I worry about the, that. The base. I mean, you think about either doing the the timber in the base or the nickel in the base. And then but I wanted to try do? to avoid a painted cabinet in the bottoms. Well, what would you do with your refrigerator wall? Because you'd have to pick. Would yeah. you do, yeah, that would you do would be the timber white. or would you do the white? White. So, yeah. So you either can do the bottoms that way or the other thing that you could do is you could do, you know, white cabinets on the refrigerator, white cabinets on the stove side and timber for the island. That would be the more conservative way to do it, right? To have gotcha. two colors. Yeah. And because our sink is now going to be on the island, you know, I'm worried about all the drips and the, and the you know, it just yep. seems like the timber would handle all that better than a painted oh, cabinet. Oh, infinitely. Yeah. But even with the white cabinets nowadays, this, I, I don't know, you know, around here, there's a whole industry that's sprung up for of furniture refinishers that touch up people's painted cabinets. Because painted cabinets okay. are very easily damaged with by water, by chipping, by scratching. The stained cabinets are much 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 more durable so yeah now that that timber could you you know if we went whole timber in the whole kitchen with white mm -hmm. countertops um you know i've seen your kitchen and i liked it quite a bit um, oh you mean you've seen my actual like kitchen you know which one that is yeah 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 so because um, you mentioned it on the podcast oh it's okay a, it's a nice it's a nice maple yeah, so um, it's uh, you know that's a that's a good example of compromise. I mean, I probably wouldn't have picked that color. I'm definitely happy with it now, but my wife was never getting a painted cabinet. 
So she didn't want it. Okay. I didn't want a hood over my a microwave hood over my stove. I wanted a microwave right. drawer. We had a compromise on that. So it's a lot of compromise. But when it's all done right, you know, I I, I think it's it's yeah. totally fine. And now, you know, that's a ten year old kitchen. Now the timber color and the natural colors are starting to come back. It was not popular. Mm -hmm. when we did it, but it it certainly was always going to have some longevity. Because natural or light colored woods are always going to, you know, have some popularity, just as white things will always have some popularity. Does timber fall in that category or is it too dark? It's a tiny, tiny, tiny bit darker than my cabinets, but not really very mm -hmm. much. I like it. It's not just me. When we got the sample, everybody in the office said, oh, that's nice. So we all thought it was nice. If we did that and we did sort of a white quartz. Um, with a little bit of gray and brown veining in it. And then we did white molding, like a frost molding. On the um, old crown molding on the cabinets? Yes. I wouldn't do that. Would, I would, would make my crown molding the same color as my cabinets. Okay. Okay. I'm just trying to think of a way that maybe I could, because I like the, I would do wood because it's more durable. Mm -hmm. um, my wife is leaning more towards the painted because it looks you know, nice and fresh and, and bright. Mm -hmm. um, so the compromise would be doing the lowers where there might be a little more banged around with, with the timber and the uppers and the painted. Yeah, I mean, you could do that too. Yeah. But when you're doing the uppers and the painted, and if you were doing the, the refrigerator area and the painted, then you'd have the three uppers and the cabinet over the stove and the whole refrigerator wall and painted. Yeah, that's a nice thing to do too. That's fine. Okay. And, I, you know, if we did timber everywhere, wouldn't I feel like I'd be turning off potential uh, buyers like this. Some people just wouldn't like that. Well, right now, it's definitely not that popular, but it's coming back fast. So who knows? I'd have to guess. I've already guessed wrong. I never thought yeah. that white shaker cabinets would remain popular. Something like 60% of our sales are white shaker cabinets. And that has been the case for almost 10 years. Hmm. For 15 years, the most popular door style and finish has been a white shaker cabinet. So it's starting to, people yeah. are starting to rebel against it, but it's taken way longer than I ever would have thought. All of these cabinet companies too, they've suffered because of it. American brands, because the uh, Asian making the, the painted cabinets overseas is what you can do very effectively and inexpensively. It's the wood mm. ones that are hard to do and get the finishes right. They're actually starting to do it now on the West Coast is ship wood overseas to make cabinets and then ship it back. Mm. If you want a cherry kitchen, that everything, the wood and the cabinets and everything is going to happen in the United States. Um, would you say that under cabinet lighting is worth it? You know, I'm going to DIY the install. Um, would you install under cabinet lighting over by the window or since I'm by the window just and we've got an island? Maybe yeah, I mean, you can install under cabinet lighting. I, I think people really like it. It's nice to have. The one thing is that uh, I haven't really done the research because it's not what we really do. Most customers are getting under cabinet lighting and it's being installed by the electricians. Mm -hmm. But there are certainly now led portable lights that you have three under cabinet lights right yeah you'd have an you wouldn't even have to run an electric line probably if you had some kind of led light you might even be able to battery operate. powered yeah battery powered you might even be able to operate it with a, some kind of control somebody's going to sell okay. that and i'll bet you you get with the batteries and the leds i wouldn't be surprised if you get a hundred hours or something like that without having to change a battery or maybe more. Yeah. I'm just talking out of the top of my head. Okay. It doesn't exist right now. It's certainly going to exist very shortly. And I wouldn't be surprised if nobody's under cabinet lighting is going to be actually wired in a few years from now. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I'm going to, I'm planning on installing this kitchen myself and I, this whole concept of the two-part molding on the top, when I turn that baseboard, you know, the first molding upside mm -hmm. down, mm -hmm. what do I attach it to? 
what, am I, picture, what am I reeling into? If you look at our blog, one of the blogs has a picture. You're going to have a block in back of the cabinet, and then you're going to have another block that is in back of the frame of the cabinet. Then you're going to have like a fairing strip that is the same thickness as the cabinet. And then you're going to have another block on the ceiling. Okay. The six inch piece is going to go from the front of the cabinet to the ceiling. It's going to get nailed into the block that's on the ceiling. And then you would nail it into not the cabinet itself. You would overlap the front of the cabinet a little bit, but you'd nail it into the block that's in the corner on the top of the cabinet that usually people would put in with a screw from inside of the cabinet. They put like a two by okay. three on top of their cabinet, then just put some screws on the top of the cabinet, holding it in place. And then they put a fairing strip in front of it so that the blocking was even with the face of the cabinet. Okay. And so one of our, not supply that. I just, I go get that myself. You go get that yourself. One of our blogs, I mean, one of our podcasts, number 12. So if you go to podcast number 12, there's actually okay. a picture of how the crown molding gets done. Okay. Exactly the way you're going to do it. Okay. I'll look at that. Um, my When I went to the kitchen cabinet designer, she was asking if I wanted a pony wall in the island for wiring. Um, and I had never heard of that. But basically, that's the wall between my 12-inch deeps and my 24-inch deeps. It's like a little gap, I guess, where I run wire. Yeah, I mean, who needs that? You have, you, you know, how old is she? You've got, um, I don't know, maybe. Um, My age? I don't want to say. Is she ancient? <laughs> Probably, is she ancient like me? I'm 65. So no, is she 65? No, she, she would be between me and you somewhere. Okay. Um, well, I would say once I hear the word pony wall, I, that's, a, that's a term that's a little bit. From from an older generation of designers, usually, but okay. uh, so don't plan don't think, on that. I would think you don't need it, right? You have the cabinets. You're gonna have to have two outlets in your island, at least. Actually, you're gonna maybe have one in the on the side. You're gonna probably need to have depends on who the building inspectors are, but you're certainly gonna probably need at least one on each side. Okay. But I just run the wall. I just run that wire up the side of the cabinet and then put the outlet in the box on the side in your yeah. island if you have like a drawer base on the end then you can get a shallow box and the shallow box doesn't hit the track on the drawer so on the drawer okay. base you don't even realize you have an outlet in that cabinet and you don't see any wires or anything else okay and Sounds if you're really good. doing all this um, work yourself then if you're not going to run conduit for the wires, I would use like exterior Romex just so that that stuff is so heavy duty. You couldn't, you couldn't pierce it. If you had like yeah. stuff in your drawers with like knives or things like that, that you wouldn't be able to cut through the, the wiring. Gotcha. Okay. Um, let's see what else I got here. Um, if if you if you were doing a single basin sink, what width do you think is the minimum, or what what standard? And and you know, for my case, if I'm putting it in a in a eight by four island, what size sink would you use? It's nice to have the sinks be big. If you want a really big sink, you know, you could actually get a thirty inch sink, and your sink inside of your sink would be twenty seven. That's maybe a good compromise. Mm. Okay. All right. Um, but a little bit bigger other, than normal is sort of good. That way you can put like cookie sheets and trays. Once the sink is wider than 24 inches, you can put all, anything that you're going to have. Turkey basters, cookie sheets, trays, all those things fit in the bottom of your sink without sticking out yeah. the top, you know? So try to try to get it at least Try to get it wider than 24. The bowl wider than 24. So that that would be like a bowl that's like 27 would be perfect, I think. Then you wouldn't okay. you don't want it exactly 24 because it tapers a little bit and everything else. So a 30-inch sink with the exterior width 30 will have a bowl that's 27 or 27 and a half or something like that. And uh and then it will fit in a 30-inch sink cabinet. 
Okay. E- even though and the manufacturer we, tells you it doesn't. Yeah. When you attach a dishwasher, do you prefer to attach it to the top or the sides of the cabinets? Well, they used to always be attached to the top, but now everybody does it to the sides. They have like straps that go across or there's, you know, it depends on the dishwasher. The the models come different ways. But if you had a, if you attached it to the top now, it wouldn't be attached to the countertop the way it used to be. Now there would be a strap coming across that it would get attached to. But I guess it would depend on the model. Okay. Uh, and then one more, just back to the, to the, the window wall. I think you mentioned that I wouldn't necessarily need to use fillers on the sides there. Um, I was planning on it just from what I've heard. Um, what was your thinking there as far as being able to avoid a filler potentially? Cause I, I am definitely strapped for space there. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to have a filler. There's door stops that you can buy. They're called hinge restrictors. They go inside the hinges that you'd have to, you can Google that too, and you can buy a bunch, but they're called Blum hinge restrictors. They're little tiny pieces of plastic that stop your doors from opening past 88 degrees. So you wouldn't have a problem. If it's really tight for space, you can put the cabinet up against the wall. The wall will never be perfectly level. So one place, the cabinet will be touching the wall. Maybe in the other place, it's a 16th of an inch away. You just caulk the seam. And then when you paint the walls, it gets painted. But you don't have to have fillers against the walls. But if it works out that you you need them, then it's to make them small. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's all all I've got. I feel like I've... uh... You've talked your ear off. Yeah, well, I, I probably should go because I've been looking at my phone and I got a couple of other calls to make. So yeah, we, we knocked right, up a lot you, of important you. stuff, Kevin. So it was good talking to you. Thank you. All right. Take care. Take, take care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Mainline Kitchen Design Podcast with nationally acclaimed kitchen designer Paul McElary. This podcast was brought to you by Brighton Cabinetry. High quality custom cabinetry at competitive prices. For more on kitchen cabinets and kitchen design, go to www.mainlinekitchendesign.com.